Good morning and welcome to New Beginning Radio, where we're planting seeds today for a better tomorrow and taking positive steps toward our future. With me today is my co-host, Mr. Sheldon Gooch. Good morning, Mr. Gooch. How are you? I am great, Miss Sanders. How are you doing? I'm absolutely wonderful. How was your weekend? Uh, it was great. I was just excited about this Monday morning, getting a chance to co-host with you once again. Uh-huh. So how was your weekend? My weekend was great. Family, good. friends, hanging out, having a good time. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. So today we have a wonderful show. We have a beautiful young lady that I'm going to let you introduce in a few minutes. But before we get started, would you lead us in prayer? Sure, absolutely. Dear Father, we do thank you for this week uh, that you've given us, this new day that you've given us. And Lord, we just pray, Father, that all that we do will bring glory to you. Give us the strength, Father, to glorify you. Father, we thank you for... Uh, being our provider and our protector and having all of our needs met in you. You're a God who's more than enough and we thank you for for that, Father. Lord, as we uh, interview this very special guest, Father, we pray that as people are listening, that you would give ears to hear uh, for those that are listening. Let them hear it with their spirits, Father. And Lord, their needs, that their needs get met through this hour. And Lord, we'll give you the glory and all the praise for it. In Jesus' precious, mighty name, amen. 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 You know, Mr. Gooch, I am so excited to have this young lady here. Um, One of the things that we do, let me tell you a little bit about the Geneva Foundation. Uh, The foundation is a nonprofit organization that deals with women that have gone through any forms of abuse. And what we do is we walk them out of the dark place that they have been into the light. So we always call it from dark to light. Mm -hmm. And we're so excited about doing that. Uh, We have a guest with us today. And I'm going to let you introduce her to to the audience today. So, Well, that's an honor and a distinction. I appreciate that. Um, By the way, she is a board member as well of the Geneva Foundation. Um, But this young lady, uh, we got a lot of respect for. Uh, We first met her on a movie set and she was playing a role that you had to get in the character for. <laughs> she was absolutely amazing. And uh, we fell in love with her. Um, but she has a heart for people. And so she's an actress. She is a um, student uh, as well. She does impressions. Um, she can get in the character of somebody in history and you'll actually think you're with that person. And so we're excited, and it gives us great pleasure to introduce Samelia Sam Stewart. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Well, we're excited that you're here. I'm excited. I'm excited about me right now. I'm just listening to you like, who is this woman? <laughs> Where is she? Oh, well, she's right here. She's right here <laughs> in the flesh. And you are a bundle of joy and a breath of fresh air. Thank you. I received that. Amen. That is amazing. That was a time in my life I, I could not have received what you just said. Because mm. you grow up, you hear all these negative mm. things about yourself. Wow. And so I would look at you like, oh, he's being such a Christian man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's giving me the Christian answer. But yeah. to 
have someone speak so highly of you and to finally get to a place in your life where you believe it, not just because the person is saying it, because you know that for yourself. Wow. Yes. So, yes. so yeah. Miss Sanders, did you ask her to pray or she just wanted to pray? Do you want I think to she, pray? No, so I think she just wanted to pray. Yes. And she said, can we pray? And man, I tell you what, yes. God was smiling down on this little meeting right here. Yes. Because this young prayer warrior, um, I tell you, I was blessed by, by your prayer. Thank I appreciate you. that. Thank you. And, and let me just say this to you. Um, I don't put on my mommy's hat. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I've always collect children, so I hope nobody's mom out there get upset with me about collecting their children. But you are such a joy. Thank you me. are such a, a beautiful young lady inside out. Yeah. I had the opportunity to see you grow more than two years, and you have really turned into this from not so secure about what you want to do, where you want to go, to knowing exactly what you want in life. Right. You know, and you have claimed that for yourself. Right. You know, no matter what kind of trials and tribulations that we go through, they never come to weaken us. They've come to find the strength. And you have found the strength and you are just shining like a little angel yeah. sitting at this at this table. And I am so proud of the young lady that that you have become, Thank you know, you. and, and I've you. heard a couple of your stories and I'm thinking, boy, you know, they always say, they always say if there is an opportunity to be around 10 people and all of them had bad stories and right. put them into a sack, which one do you want? We right. always take ours back. But I have listened to you and the things that you've gone through and your growth pattern over the last couple of years have been unbelievable right. and not only are you a joy for me and your family you are going to be one of those people that when you're on the stage not too long from now right. it's going to be different for the people that's in the audience that actually look mm. and see you okay. because they're going to see what I see in you right. so I'm glad that you're here and I'm grateful for you in my life well, thank you, thank you. Thank so you. you you mentioned you said uh, there was a time when it, it you could not have received that. Oh no. So no. what? Tell us about that time. Uh, I mean, I can say for most of my life, um, I can say that I, for many years, battled with um, self hatred. I did not like myself. Self hatred. Self hatred. Um, I didn't love myself at all. And I, to even come to realize that that was an illness, to have this, these thoughts about yourself that are not true, and to allow it to consume you in such a way that it affects your relationships, it affects your career, it affects every area of your life, and it, to truly understand the process that it really takes to kind of go from hating yourself to loving yourself mm. it requires a lot of work and you can't do it alone wow. and I can remember so many times I'm like I want to get to that space where I can really love Samelia and see myself the way other people see me so let me ask you this though you, you said 
the self-hate and the thought pro- what was the thought process what was the inner conversation oh there was a lot of i mean the, the conversations were 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 very bad like even just before i even like there was a time i most definitely would have never been able to do this interview i would probably have called miss sanders and told her oh you know my mom is sick and my mom could be just as healthy as she want to be but the ideal of me being in front of two people and speaking I would be taunted with so many thoughts of this person is not going to like me I'm not good enough I'm going to mess up I'm going to make mistakes and this is ongoing like it just never stops and um some of it most of it of course stems from my childhood of course I grew up in a household where the negative was voices were much louder, you know. So if I walked into the room, I was like, girl, what's going on with your head? Why your hair so nappy? Mm-hmm, and, no, no. And, and what's going on with your, your hips and your butt? Or why can't you just get right? So it was like those voices were always louder, but there wasn't a voice that's said you know you're beautiful it's okay if you make mistakes it's okay if you failed and so I heard those voices for so long on top of that um, the environment the community and it just kind of manifested itself over time till that it shaped how I perceived the world okay so you know we're talking about risk factors now right um what about the community and what about the environment? So, when once you step outside your house, you know, now you're talking about your your neighbor or when you start thinking about school, when I think about the kids. So now that, that negative voices are heard in my household, now when I go to school, kids are picking on me or saying things. Mm-hmm. Um, just being, I've always kind of been different and thought and a a different kind of way than what was acceptable by everybody else and that wasn't nurtured so um Mm. it that that part of me was not nurtured so in order to survive i just kind of simulate and did what everybody else around me wanted me to do you know last week we were talking about emotional emotional and psychological abuse Right. And that is something that someone else does to another human being. Right. What you went through was your own self-abuse. Right. Because you abused yourself. Yeah. It it, it starts out with, uh, it kind of starts off with, of course, your family. Mm-hmm. It comes from uh, the things that they're saying. Mm-hmm. And then it's all the things that they're not saying. Right. Okay. So there's an area that is underdeveloped. Right. There isn't uh, the the this need to be validated, mm-hmm. and it and then coupled with um, your own personal experiences, mm-hmm. and so it it kind of goes from the voices outside until it now comes in. And you're also, you kind of do it as a way to survive. Like, let me go mm-hmm. ahead and reject me mm-hmm. before somebody else yes, rejects it's, mm-hmm. it's a form mm-hmm. of defense. Yeah, you know? right. it's called self-sabotage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what you that's what yeah. you did. But most people do these things, oh, and yeah, they're totally, too. they're yeah. unaware of it. Um, another thing, um, 
I'll say acting kind of my love for acting kind of started off maybe like most people mm-hmm. just admiration of seeing someone on TV mm-hmm. but then it kind of went from me wanting to just you know I love to be in plays and be in character to like this is how I had to survive mm-hmm. so it's just like so you escaped into the character yeah I had to learn how in order to be accepted in love I needed to act like the people that are around me okay. and then in my career it was like also I want to be an actress because of I want to be validated mm-hmm. I want to be loved and appreciated I'm not even sure how we got on this but I'm going to stay on this path yeah. for those who are listening but yeah so my acting wasn't because I truly wanted to portray or be a part of telling a story or to really be empathetic it was because I wanted the whole world to love me and honor me and worship me, which mm. probably could be some form of narcissism a little bit. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Which is also interesting. <laughs> yes. It was, in, but it was turned inward. You know, did nobody yeah. know that? Yeah. And which is also interesting. Why I would always attract those type of people. What type of people would you attract? Those. Um, Narcissists, those people with those big personalities that mm-hmm. have to be seen right. and um, constantly need of validation mm-hmm. and manipulating others. Like it's like we kind of went hand in hand. I found myself always attracting those type of people. Right. But um, this 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 journey, it it I can say that even though I kind of began the conversation saying that it started with the negative voices I was hearing, the lack of positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to say that I had to, in order to kind of go from this darkness to light situation, God had to kind of like uproot me mm-hmm. and plant mm-hmm. me around people mm-hmm. who embrace mm-hmm. the part of me that wow. was different, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. nurtured right. the part of me that had a curiosity and and had um, and encouraged me to be a free thinker. He surrounded me around those individuals, and over time, it had to be cons- it had to be just as aggressive almost as my past of the negative things or the things I didn't experience. He had to put me in situations that challenged me, and then over time, through um, putting me around these people and having positive reinforcement and just also me having my daily practice or discipline whether it's me looking in the mirror and saying encouraging things oh. to this day in my house if you walked in my uh bedroom my bedroom mirror i have like postcards they're all around the mirror and there's like all these positive affirmations that i have mm-hmm. it's like i am beautiful i am a queen i am loved um I am joy. I am an overcomer. So I have all these positive sayings. And I put that on my mirror because when I wake up in the morning, I want that to be the first thing I see. Because a lot of times I will wake up in the morning. I mean, I would have, it was like before the day would even start it. I would have these negative voices like, you know you broke. 
You need to get up. You got stuff to do. You're never going to be anybody. You late. It was just like this oh, terrible negative. I mean, it was like, can I at least get out the bed and start my day? It's just wow. 8 o'clock. It, you know what I'm saying? Wow. No, not even 8. It's 5 a.m. It's like, you already, the sun hadn't came up or nothing. And it's already defeated. It's all, This day is already defeated. And so... To wake up and, and I, I look up and I see those words and those affirmations, it really gives me that ability to get back up and say, yeah. you know what, this is who I am and this is also who I'm becoming right. and, and quieting, mm-hmm. quieting those, um, silencing those mm-hmm. negative Absolutely. Yeah. Let me Let me ask you this. Um, it had to be a point in your life where you've gone and you heard all these voices that talk to all of us about who we are and what we're going to do or who we're not you know who we're not going to become because that is the enemy that's right. you know that's telling you that so what were you doing at the moment when you realized that's not working for me but God has more for my life and what is my purpose when did you find out your purpose mm, okay so I'm trying to do this in parts. Okay. So I think there has always been a part of me. I think that's what have always kept me going. That the way things were is not how they would always be. Absolutely. So I always knew, and I think that's why I was constantly always kind of searching outside mm-hmm. of myself for that. Mm-hmm. It was always like, oh, I know I'm bad, or I don't like myself, or something. But mm-hmm. it's not going to be like this always. Right. But then it kind of goes from, you know, when you start talking about purpose, God's will. So mm-hmm. I have my plan, and mm-hmm. then I have God's plan. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I have, and before even my plan, I got what a whole bunch of other people right. said I should do. Mm-hmm. So we right. had to, like, break and burn good. that first. <laughs> That's good. That's good. We had to destroy, like, mm-hmm. what people saw in mm-hmm. me. And so, okay. So then it's like what I want to do and what God has for me. Mm-hmm. And that probably was a long journey. And if I can be honest, I'm still going through that process. That's a daily fight yes, between self-will, which can be, sometimes it can be a very good thing. Mm-hmm. And then what God wants me to do. And I can say for me, um, it, it came from studying the word of God. Mm. So, kind of goes back to God is going to use somebody. Mm-hmm. You, you have somebody come across. Mm-hmm. You being in a position to open. You may not quite have received what they said, but you kind of take what they have said, mm-hmm. and then you attach the word. There it is. Mm-hmm. And then you mm-hmm. God creates an experience. Mm-hmm. The obstacle or challenge has to come. Absolutely. And now, what you experience it over time, you create a belief system. Yes. In a testimony. A new, now you have a belief, and then belief turns into conviction. Yes. Okay? So, for me, where I stand with my purpose, I think it it, it was from the beginning. Um, from the beginning was everything that I've done was um, being a part of, of helping free the will, mind, and emotion of God's people. Mm-hmm. I didn't quite understand it sometimes, the purpose God has sent people, mm-hmm. you know, prophets or whatever, to come and speak over something over your life. Right. But it's kind of hard for you to receive it. And so, in the beginning, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to be this big time 
actress and everybody's gonna look at me and at the end of my award I'm gonna just thank God which is still a good thing mm -hmm. but it took me to a process that like really digging deep and understanding that you can have all those things and still not have any peace mm -hmm. and love at the mm -hmm. end of the day like love like that's the root of what God mm -hmm. called like Jesus died mm -hmm. for us to be accepted into his family yeah right love yeah. and acceptance yes. so i look at my purpose now is to help those who have ever felt rejected mm. abandoned not good enough to help them feel love mm -hmm. and to help heal god's people and a lot of that takes place in the mind and in the heart mm -hmm. so if i can um, that's why I'm currently at school at Jackson State University. <laughs> and I'm at the I Love and I'm in the clinical mental health counseling program. And so that's uh, another way I look at God as uh, expanding my identity. Um, will I ever act again? For sure. Um, I'm in the process of writing a book. But that is ultimately my purpose to help God's people feel loved. And to kind of unpack and unroot some of those mm. bad ideas and bad mm -hmm. mindsets. And how do we begin to put on the, the new mindset. Mm -hmm. the, the life, ultimately, with Jesus, the, the, the birth, the death, the burial, and the resurrection. Mm -hmm. How can we die to our old self and mm -hmm. those areas in our lives that are unproductive and that are not serving our best self. Mm -hmm. And so how do we embrace the true unwavering love of God mm -hmm. and you will be amazed at a lot of people they know church mm -hmm. they know religion mm -hmm. we have a not a lot of knowledge but they still struggle with am I good enough no. oh yes oh, you yes. know what I'm saying yeah am I worthy mm -hmm. of God's love mm -hmm. why because your whole definition and concept of love and happiness and mm -hmm. was introduced you know, it's from your parents. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You know. Absolutely. So, so I, I can say my purpose, like it, it was, like I said, it was kind of like a, a process mm -hmm. even to walking that out. Mm -hmm. And it, it started with some great people. It started with picking up that Bible and reading mm -hmm. it and, and then God testing it. <laughs> <laughs> and just having each level, you know, so. Let me ask you this. You are in an area, you're working in an area where people have uh, undergone the various types of abuse that Ms. Sanders always describes. And, but what qualifies you to understand uh, what a person is going through or have gone through? Right. Uh, some of the things that she talks about, Ms. Sanders talks about her. Some, some gory, hideous, um, I mean, just some cr some crazy things. Right. So what would qualify, I mean, is would the textbook alone be right. able to qualify you to deal with people who have gone through that type of thing? Well, you know, I think in some cases, I, I'm, listen, I've, I'm only 33 years old. <laughs> 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 so I would like to say that I have I endured and, and suffered and gone through some um, traumatic things in my life. Yes, 
and for that I feel like um, I would I'm able to understand and and be empathetic um, to individuals who may have suffered any type of abuse uh, and I think in my case going back to school the textbook and the theories does help because how I maybe walked out my healing may be totally different from somebody else and I don't want to just be um, narrow-minded and think that my way of healing was the only way so that's mm -hmm. why I'm going back to school uh, but you know what qualifies you back to what you were saying anytime that someone goes through an experience no matter how bad it is and come out of that experience that qualifies you yes that qualifies you that and, and here's the thing a lot of times you've gone through so much like once again that you don't really take the time to think about like I may not be where I want to mm -hmm. be but I'm a long ways from where I used to be absolutely right. and so being mm -hmm. able to see that all of your experiences and things that you've gone through wasn't um it was a purpose in it. Absolutely. There's a reason why. And 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 then some things I'm just like, I maybe it's just life. It was supposed to, it just happened. But um I know for myself when it comes to abuse, um, outside of the psychological abuse and emotional abuse that I endured, uh, I never I I also dealt with um sexual abuse um i was molested by two family members wow. i watched my sister get molested by a relative only to later find out that it went from molestation to rape um my mother has her own um she admitted that she was Molested by both a man and a woman. Wow. My mm. grandmother was um, raped. Mm. I typically, a lot of times, I don't make that the centerpiece of, of my story because yeah. I know there are individuals like that. They it, up until that incident that happened, they life was normal, or right. happy, or fulfilled, and then this traumatic thing happened. For me. Um, there was already some things that were going like my the household itself was highly dysfunctional and when you take in consideration of weren't being brought up in a single parent home and right. and just there were always these fights that kind of went on in my family and you're not sure why mm -hmm. this is going on so that and and then of course my witnessing that happened to my sister um, who was molested I actually walked in and I saw her being molested um, by her father mm -hmm. who was my uncle and who was also diagnosed with schizophrenia bipolar uh, and I remember being able to leave the room and say some because I was I think I actually was going to be next but I left the room and I told somebody and then when I told somebody uh, my mom kind of came through the room and they got the fighting and and then 
you know, the family got to fighting, and then after that, I just know my uncle didn't go to jail out there. Like, he was still at my grandmother's house because he was mentally ill. At that time, it was just like, it was just like my uncle was just crazy. It was an, it was an episode. Um, and we don't talk about it. It happened. Yeah. We don't talk about it. Like, right. you know, we move on. And then from there, you know, I know for many, many years, I mean, if it wasn't for me just so happened somebody being anointed and was able to just through prayer say, hey, what happened to you at this age? I, for the life of me, would could sit here at this table and could cry with every other woman who has ever been molested and raped and be like, well, that's so sad what happened to her. Mm-hmm. I had took that so far away. Right. I had told right. myself for so long that that didn't happen. It mm-hmm. was a dream. Right. So, but what we don't understand: one bad reaction triggers something else. Why mm-hmm. you was having those self doubts and having those uh, things where you felt like you wasn't good enough? Right. It all came from that. Right. It all came from that act of violence. You know, and people don't understand uh, when you commit that type of crime against another person you destroy that person's life for the rest of their life because we have no idea who we're going to become we've given an opportunity there was no opportunity given other than you had no choice I had no choice Mm -hmm. somebody made that decision for me you know I had no choice of, of until later on in life when you make the decision I cannot no longer sweep this under the rug. I can no longer worry about what brother says, sister says, daddy says, and all these other people. These things happen to me. And in order for me to get free, I need to talk about those things. You know, and you're going to have people that don't understand it. And that's okay too. It's not their journey. It's yours. And so you have to always, always, I'm I'm proud of what you're doing. Because it takes you to another level, right. you know. You. So anytime you're taking care of God's children, you know, guess what he's going to do for you a little bit later, and he's doing it as we speak. Right. I even And even, you know, kind of piggybacking from the beginning of the conversation when I started talking about, like, you growing up in a household where mm-hmm. there you have the native, and then there's a lack of, of validation and love mm-hmm. that's coming from that household. Well, if you look at these generational curses, my mom was a broken woman. Mm-hmm. And so there's only, she did the best that she could mm-hmm. with what she had. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother also suffered from, uh, for many years, um, um, anxiety mm-hmm. and panic disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, had other members in my family that had, um, mental illness and so I, my biggest fear for a long time was that I was going to lose my mind um, but if you see that now we see how this pattern mm-hmm. kind of goes and then my mother didn't necessarily get maybe the love and the um, she often talks about how her mother was always so critical of mm-hmm. her and, mm-hmm. and judged her and mm-hmm. so because of how out of our brokenness so we kind of see from one generation to the next how this all affects Mm -hmm. us and so i am so glad even though i didn't know at that time 
that God has separated me and, and, and said no to all the things that I wanted him to say yes mm -hmm. to really sit me down and to heal me mm -hmm. and to take such an invested interest in me that I couldn't see at the time. I thought he was trying to kill me. He was. He was trying to kill some bad stuff. And right. The, right. The person he, he didn't like. I didn't create you to be that. Absolutely. But so that he could position me to come to an awareness of self and heal self so I can be able to heal somebody else. Absolutely. And I, you know, these type of being open to really talk about this abuse and get to a place where there isn't shame, mm -hmm. you know, and to say, okay, how can my story help somebody else? Mm -hmm. right. And how can we begin the process of healing ourselves mm -hmm. so we can start healing our families? Mm -hmm. And from yeah. our families come our communities, right. come a, a healthier society and a better world for us all to live in. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times we're so focused on trying to make a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> we're trying to eat. We put that at the very top of what we Absolutely. value. So. Right. You know, you were talking about that, um, going through the experience, and, you know, you wonder why it happened to you. Right. And then the shame that's associated with it. And then getting past that shame. Right. And realizing that, um, yeah, I went through that, but the purpose for that right. is it outweighs the shame and the pain and the embarrassment of it. Right. You know, as a as a as an ex offender who had a life sentence plus thirty years plus thirty more years, the things that caused me to get that amount of time in prison are not something that I would celebrate or brag about. You know, I, I feel bad about some of the things, uh, well, all the crazy stuff that I did. Right. But I realize now that even mine was poor choices. Of course, shaped by my socialization too. But um, the, the testimonies and the stories that I hear from people, hundreds, thousands of people who say, your story had an impact on my life. You understand where your purpose is now, right? And so you get rid of the shame, right? You know, because the Bible says, "the the wicked flee, though none pursue, right. but the righteous are bold as a lion." Right. And so when God has changed us, right. and we see the value in the journey that we've gone through, the wilderness journey, right. then all of a sudden we're bold enough to stand up and say, "Hey, you know, I've been where you're trying to go. Uh, let me help you." usher you in a different there is another path right. you still have to make the decision to take it right. but but I, I see the bible in in Miss Sandra's story and in your story right. and in mine as well right and I um I'm just I don't know I'm just feeling it to go here but after I had that experience um I like I said I kind of told myself it didn't happen it was a dream because it happened and after that came it was like little bo little boys was always touch I have, I've always had a, a large behind so they come <laughs> and touch me and I didn't want to be touched and then from there it kind of went from that to now there's something about when you become abused it's like predators they just they see you oh, so absolutely. now mm -hmm. and now I'm um, 
in the eighth and, and ninth grade in high school and now I'm getting the attention from all of these grown men mm-hmm. and I end up um, losing my virginity to an older guy I knew that it wasn't right but I still did and that brings on another layer a chain of shame mm-hmm. and it got to a point where it seems like every time I look up somebody was either touching me inappropriately or even to the point to where something as simple as a hug mm-hmm. it's like I can't trust people especially a man to mm-hmm. give me a mm-hmm. hug and right. so I started dressing differently either for a long time like either wearing something extremely low or it's like I'm hiding like mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to see me and and when you do that out of a sense of survival and you throw and you build up these um walls and this defense mechanism it's really hard for you to receive love you know even when you even begin to think about the whole notion of god mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying right, right. you know how am i going to receive this father my mm-hmm. father wasn't in my life so god really seems very distant mm-hmm. um and it affected my relationships, my romantic relationships, because either I was like, oh, all men, I only want one thing, or I found myself in relationships with men that were, like I said, very narcissistic. They have um, maybe only one relationship was starting to begin um, to become physical abusive mm-hmm. but for the most part they were some form the abuse continued mm-hmm. even with my relationships wow, wow. that is amazing so. you know I know when, when that happened to me many years ago and many times the one thing that I I was listening back to TV um, I was watching TV one day and and this lady was um, one girl told her you can't get a man because you fat and I can't remember the show. And something clicked in my head. And what clicked in my head was, mm, if I get fat, won't nobody bother me. And I put on 50 pounds, and nobody bothered me. Mm-hmm. So you're always looking for a secure, you know, a security blanket, right. because you know somebody is coming. And when people start complaining about you getting fat, why are you getting fat? Right. You know, that's to me that was a good thing because I didn't have to worry about that anymore. Right. So that's something that we do a lot when you've gone through all kinds of abuse. Right. You know, you use whatever you can use in order to protect yourself. Right. You're that's right. what happens. And it's this this ongoing conversation that is going on yeah, that I gotta yeah. protect myself somebody's mm-hmm. gonna hurt me mm-hmm. somebody's gonna attack me and I just can remember that and then you can and then you have to be careful because you will find yourself doing the one thing that you hate you know you find yourself mm-hmm. abusing somebody else yes you have to be very careful with that yes exactly. even yes. as I sit between you two guys (laughs) it was brought to my attention that when you guys first met me that I had a very nasty attitude I was going to get into that (laughs) (laughs) I 
we were going to talk about that. I thought I would tell you how much I think you changed yeah. up front before you got there. No, right. no, no. I and and I didn't know. I every every place I'm I wanted to be real and authentic, definitely, so somebody else can can be helped. And also a friendly reminder to self that I've I've progressed a lot further than I thought. <laughs> But I really, I it's interesting. Like I, because I grew up. So let me kind of say this, kind of going back to that that household childhood. Maybe this is like the counselor in me coming out. But I grew up in a household where people, my sister and my brother, were very, they were violent. Mm. So they were angry. So I, for whatever reason. Because I saw them angry all mm-hmm. the time. They get mad. I associated anger with violence. So I internalized everything. So if I if I didn't allow myself to mm-hmm. be angry, you know. So move speeding up. Because I had gone through so much pain and hurt from people, my idea was I'm not the girl that's rolling her neck yeah, and yeah. shaking her finger mm-hmm. in your face and being you know talking all loud i thought that was anger i thought that was somebody with a bad that was my definition of somebody with a bad attitude i didn't know that my little quiet rolling my eyes nonchalant think i'm better than the other people in the room that that was what i was portraying Mm -hmm. but not realizing that that was just um uh a defense mechanism right, right. That, that really and it took people that really knew the Lord <laughs> <laughs> to see to see past that yeah you know I remember because we first met you on a movie set yeah and um Miss Sanders and I were doing craft services doing the catering and it was just uh, I could just feel energy from you and I and I told Miss Sanders I said I don't think she likes me I said but I know she don't like men you know because he sure it was, did he, he really could have said that because I'm always and, and Miss Sanders can attest to this I'm always very respectful mm-hmm. and courteous open doors and all that kind of thing and so I would never come up to you the wrong way and I said why is she treating me like this you know? uh-huh. And, you uh, can tell what I did. Well, you know, you you would say, "Bring me some water." Yeah, you say, Look, um, "Go get me some some coffee or some water." Or some, no, I think it was water. And you said, "Hey, uh, you go get me some water." Oh. And and so I looked at you and I said, "Okay," and I grabbed a glass and I walked away. I'm thinking that wasn't a really good way for her to do that. Then I brought it to you and you said. Put me some ice in there. And I'm like, okay, this, now, I, I said, that's they don't know who I am. <laughs> oh, this is what he told me. <laughs> Let's clean it. <laughs> There's that little girl in there. I said, who? <laughs> the one with the, with the hair. You had the little page boy this mm-hmm. thing going with mm-hmm. the black and white on. Mm-hmm. He says, told me to come bring her some water and put some ice in. She don't know who I am. I don't have to do this. <laughs> And it was so funny. And I walked in and I looked at you and I was just I was just just looking at you. And the first thing that I said, I said, Oh poor baby, don't even know who she's gonna become. 
That's exactly what I said when I saw you. But you never did that to me because I would have told you about your little self. Okay. (laughs) But I never, ever, but you never did. You always showed me, not that you didn't show him respect, but you always showed me respect. Everybody did. Mm -hmm. But uh, But the evolution has been, (laughs) I mean, there is proof. You You came from the dark to the light. And and, and didn't know it. Was totally unaware. Looked at everybody as the enemy and everybody was out to get to to hurt me mm-hmm. and I especially now I'm not gonna lie I was intentional with men more so than women like don't come to me like mm-hmm. don't even look my way keep your happy blessed self <laughs> that's, keep, the, that's the same version yes that's the same and highly favored version <laughs> please keep it moving but even now like I, I have to I know I try to I have a son and so I'm like, it's somebody's son. And, you know, maybe he just really don't know how to approach a woman. Mm-hmm. Or maybe this guy just really is just acknowledging your presence. Mm-hmm. And he's not after anything. He's mm-hmm. not here to hurt you or want anything from you. And mm-hmm. if he does, you know how to set a boundary. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> absolutely. I, I, look, I, I have heard you get somebody straight. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I heard her too, and I'm like, did she really tell him off? It was fast. And with the love of God, put that at the end. With the love of God, I told him off. <laughs> and, 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 and I might say uh, it was effective. As a matter of fact, <laughs> he came up to me and he said, Miss Sanders, what else would you like? <laughs> you remember that day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember um, this guy was calling Miss Sanders baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, honey. Hey, baby. Mm-hmm. You know? I hate that. And so, you know, all of us who were preparing for that event, mm-hmm. you know, we were looking like, did he call Miss Sanders baby? Mm-hmm. Does he know who she is? Mm-hmm. And um, so I finally took it upon myself to pull him off to the side. Mm-hmm. And I said, man, don't address her as baby. Right. Oh, man, you know, ain't no big deal. You know, I mean, no harm. I said, did you hear what I said? Mm-hmm. Do not address her as as baby. He said, man, I call my mama that. I said, well, that tells me how you feel about your mother. <laughs> and I said, but we all have a great deal of respect. I'm coming to you. Somebody else will come up behind you. Right. And um, so... But, yeah, but, but, then I heard, he but then I heard Sanders. you you said something to him. I missed what you said to him, but they, they said it worked. I saw, <laughs> I, saw him, I saw him moving on. So yeah. yeah, she read him his rights. That's for sure. I can't remember. Leland probably came out. Leland. Leland has a place. <laughs> Leland has a place. Some people you meet, you got to meet them where they at. And sometimes when you come, you know, Real nice. They they can't quite comprehend. Mm-hmm. Or they gonna challenge. They gonna challenge. Right. They gonna challenge. Like, hey, hey, what you? Why you around here calling that woman baby? Right. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't your baby. That is for sure. Her name is Miss Sanders. Oh, I don't mean no harm. You know. Yeah. Um, we have a good friend, Cynthia Milton, who also serves on the board, and she called me to the side and said, "Now, brother Goots, be care- Be careful when you." Because I, I can see it. She, right. You know, she said, I'm very discerning. I can see it. You're getting a little. She said, just, you know, 
calm down, take a breath first. Right. Yeah. And God just be shining on us so much. He does. He, he has shined on us so much that people yeah. forget we got past. <laughs> we're trying to forget. Did we try to I know. I was going to say I can go back 30 years and put you in a coma. <laughs> but you're not supposed to say that either. Right, right. You know, but but, it's one thing about life, and no matter how Christian you are, if something pushes you to another level, only thing you know is what you used to be. Right. And you're going to go back there even if it's for 10 minutes. Right. You know, when they say people snap, yeah. there's a reason that people snap, you know? Yeah. You know, Absolutely. But that's the good thing about getting up in the morning mm-hmm. and devotion. getting yes. devotion, spending time with God, and doing the affirmations. Right. You know, because the me that you see is the me you'll be. Right. You know, so when you get up, you know, there were times when I was in prison, I would get up in the morning, I wasn't feeling like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm looking at these hard legs, you know, and I've been looking at them. You know, day day in and day out. Mm-hmm. You don't wake up in the morning feeling just really all super saved. Right. I got saved in prison, but I began to do what you're just talking about. Now, right. no one taught me that, but I just right. began to say, "I'm a winner and I'm a champion." You know, I'm the head, not the tail. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Just began to say what God said about right. me, mm-hmm. and they used to say, "Man, how you got life plus plus sixty years and you run around here smiling?" You don't even understand, do you? You know, right. and, it, and yeah. you were under. I mean, we all undergoing the born again process. Mm-hmm. And what That's I've right. learned is that it, it's not just a one time deal. There's so mm-hmm. many different levels to it. Because right. mm-hmm. in the midst of all of this that went on that I've experienced, I still went to church every Sunday. I actually played the organ from my church. I I. I knew of God, you know right. what I'm saying. I was a Christian, but to really develop a relationship with God and to know Him for myself, and to really undergo true change, and even now, still, um, as everyone has, you know, mm-hmm. you see it so much on social media. Trust in the process, mm-hmm. right? Trust, trust in, the process. in the process, and in that process is ongoing. That's you right. Know, so. You know, it's, it's one thing that I came to the conclusion about a long, long, long time ago when I had no faith in man, woman, or anybody else in my life. No matter what was in Scripture, it was something that I could depend on. And that was the only thing that you can actually take to the bank, you know, because His Word does not lie. You know, He may not come when <laughs> when you want Him to, but He's always on time with whatever it is that you need. And I am grateful for that part of my life. And, and you know, you was talking about dying. You know, have to die. And when I say die, not literally die, right. but die to the point that you have to surrender your all. Right. And when you surrender your all, and I was always told, you know, the closer you get to God, the closer He draws to you. Right. And you know, and sometimes I can get ooh, get that spirit on me. It's just like, oh my God, you are drawing so close to me, you know. And that is should be a comfort place for everybody that would just seek Him, you know, and just know that no matter what it, you know, no matter what you need, it's always in Him anyway. 
It's not right. about what man say. It's not about what woman say. It's always about what God says. Right. So I am grateful that that I am. I seek Him. That's the first thing I do in the morning time. My devotion comes up on my phone to let me know at five thirty it is time for devotion. You know, right. and I most times I read it, and most times I just play it. You know, right. while I'm combing my hair or doing something, but I'm still going through my devotions every day. And, and it's a great feeling to wake up with him on your mind and not other stuff on your mind. Like in the morning time, they wake you up at 5 o'clock and tell you all these things. Right. That's the first thing I wake up with in the morning when that little beep, beep, beep goes off. I know right. that's my devotion time. Right. And that's what I do. So in closing, mm -hmm. what, would you, what, what is the word for uh, from Samelia, Sam? Stewart. <laughs> what, what is the word? Um, I would just want to encourage anyone that is out there that is going through um, a tough time in your life right now. I would in, just encourage you to let you know that where you are right now, you're not going to always be. Mm -hmm. And I would suggest you to not only get in the word of God and to just stay in his presence, mm -hmm. but please go outside and don't be afraid to get help. Mm -hmm. And Good here's word. the thing. God will send you help. Mm -hmm. You don't get to choose how you answer mm -hmm. that prayer is answered. That's a lot of times we get disappointed. We have this ideal of how God is supposed to answer this prayer and get help. But be open and available to to how that help comes. But please don't be afraid to seek it because I, I really do believe that when you do pray and go before God that he does hear you. Um, if you are, have, if you have ever um, dealt with any form of abuse, be willing to talk to someone about that. And, and, and be willing to talk to more than one person. You know, if that person is not really listening to you and you're not giving the answers that you need, don't be afraid. Don't don't continue to remain silent. That's not the answer. Um, keep talking and speaking and letting your voice be heard until that that change comes. And then understand that that change and being a better you um, takes some time. Mm -hmm. It takes time. I know we would love for it to happen overnight. And, and definitely through God, he can make it happen. But sometimes we have to walk that, that the change out. That's right. And so um, that, that is my words of encouragement for somebody. Just, just to continue to know that things will get better. Do not quit. And I know when people say that, we just be like, you don't understand. <laughs> and I've prayed those prayers. I get before God. I promise you, if there's any other place outside of a great counseling session, like get before the presence of God and 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 really be your true authentic self and say what you really if listen don't skip all the pumping circumstances with oh father god I, like no god i need help them been some <laughs> the greatest prayers <laughs> i've had was like help <laughs> i need you now i need these bills paid show me what i'm doing wrong and but i need you to help me out right now no, but sincere, sincerely, my, my prayers just 
wherever you are, don't give up and know that things will and can get better. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it right here on New Beginnings Radio. We thank Samalia, Samalia Sam Stewart. Uh, remember that name, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to hear about it very soon. So we're excited that you have come and graced our, our platform. Thank you. I piggyback off everything you said, <clears throat> you know, um, because sometimes we get afraid of still caught up in what other people think and what they say. And, and it's not about them, it is about you. And once you make the decision to move out of that old person that you used to be into someone different and you don't think it's working for you, the person that comes up to you and say, well, you used to text me back or you used to answer my calls or you used to, we used to get together and go out, know that you are growing. Right. That's when you know you are growing okay. because the enemy is always going to be sent to make sure you stay in line with what he wants for you. Right. But just know that you are growing when you do that. Thank you so very much for being here, little beautiful girl. <laughs> and I am just, uh, thank you for just sharing your heart. Right. You know, we do appreciate it. And we, you know, if there's other women out there that have gone through some of the same crisis, we want to hear from you because someone needs to be blessed by your story. Thank you, Mr. Gooch. Absolutely. So, um, and how can we reach the Geneva Foundation? <clears throat> org. And Mr. Gooch, how can the listening audience get in contact with you? Um, they can reach me on the website at imfreeinc.com. If you would like to be a supporter of New Beginnings Radio, we welcome that support. You can get it on either website, genevafoundationinc.org or IamFreeInc.com. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening to New Beginnings Radio, where we're planting seeds today for a better tomorrow and helping you to take progressive steps towards your freedom. We're here every Monday morning at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time. We hope you join us. So may the goodness and mercy of the Lord pursue you all week long, and we'll see you right back here on Monday. Have a great week, everyone.